0: And sit down. Hey Siri, what is an expert? As a noun, it means a person who has a comprehensive and authoritative knowledge of or skill
1: in a particular area. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's clearly not us. But we're not idiots either. Mm. arguable. <laughs> okay,
0: fair. How about not complete idiots?
1: We're a couple of guys who have been friends for 25 years who happen to disagree on a lot of things. This is our podcast where we try to make sense
0: of those things and try to understand the other's perspective. These are our
1: inexpert opinions.
0: Shut up and sit down.
1: Welcome back, folks. (laughs) Welcome back to another rambling from Mike and Jeff. Back with another beat. <laughs> back with another banger it's inauguration
0: day folks happy january 20th
1: indeed it is
0: what's going to happen today i don't know are we going to see hopefully, riots hopefully across Hopefully uneventful riots across the the nation
1: you know storming of the capital do i think we'll see that no but would i enjoy seeing some of these fucking country bumpkin rednecked Inbred retard[s] try to do it with twenty five thousand military people stationed there. Go for it. Is that how many are there? <laughs> twenty five thousand. Oh yeah, yeah, twenty five thousand. I thought I read. Wow, wow. So yeah, you know, go give it a shot. You know.
0: Yeah. What about the rest of the capitals? Like, I, I haven't even looked
1: to see what's happening in Denver. I know that there's some. I I think I read yesterday or two days ago maybe that some states are. Taking some precaution. Precautionary measures. Mm-hmm.
0: Protesters but, have gathered. Oh, that was January 6th. Google.
1: But I what really that like means, Google. I don't know.
0: I like Google almost as much as Apple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boor- businesses from someone up. who
1: uses nearly all Apple products. You bitch about them. More than anybody I've ever met.
0: That's because they work less than any other
1: product I own. <laughs> Yet you continue buying it.
0: That's because it's just... What's the alternative, huh? It's called exactly. a monopoly. It's called a monopoly. <laughs> it's not.
1: It is. You can go... You can jump back on the old Windows train if you'd like. I
0: know. I'm getting close. I think I've expressed that to you before. I'm very, very close. <laughs> um, yep. Well... <laughs> my, boss is, my boss has one of those...
1: Yeah, you told me about surface this and laptops.
0: It's so sick. It's Dumb. so sick. It's Dumb. clean. The design on it is pro. Pops. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you make it pop? <laughs> oh, that's clean. That pops a lot.
1: <laughs> oh, but yeah, nope, nope. I'm more than happy with my technological choices. So you um, don't
0: think anything's going to happen today?
1: No, I don't. No. I don't think. I'm with you. I mean, you might see some small stuff, but then again, I mean,
0: yeah, I hopefully mean, all
1: of this crap dies down and dies out. Dies um, literally.
0: Did you see anybody on the pardon list, the clemency list that you were a, f- that you were a fan of?
1: Uh, I saw the fucking Meister was on was there. Was on. Um, I saw... I, I swear to God, dude! Ever since I had COVID, my n- nose for the first three hours of every day n- does not stop running.
0: You hate to hear that;
1: I, it's so annoying. So all of my sniffles on this podcast, I apologize. I don't. I don't know what else to do. Huh. Um. Uh. I saw Bannon. Yep.
0: Bannon got
1: the freaking wave.
0: Who else? Flynn did. Roger didn't he?
1: Stone. Flynn. Flynn and Manafort. I don't, you know, I kept hearing yesterday that he was going to pardon Joe Exotic, but I don't know if that actually happened or not.
0: Um, I'm very bummed that that Assange and Snowden didn't make it into that, I think.
1: I don't even think the president has the power to do sure that, does he? Because those yeah. people are enemies of the state. Still has the power. The president has the power to do anything he wants at that level. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think, because... Are you sure hundred percent sure, so there's like like a president could be like you let Charles Manson out of jail,
0: uh Barack Obama did it with a bunch of people in Cuba at um what's the name of that guy? Again? Jesus, yeah, he, oh, he the re- freaking
1: military he released, jail there yeah, he released all those what is it called?
0: um I don't know, released all those oh, terrorists, boy. yeah, the president can do anything when it comes to that kind of stuff.
1: Okay, what is it called? Uh, Something Bay, right? Something with a bay in it. Mandalay Bay. Mandalay, I believe it's Biscayne Bay. (laughs) Dude, don't Google it. We got to figure this out. I
0: think uh, Guantanamo Bay. Rick Ross talks about it a lot. No, (laughs) it's Guantanamo, right? Guantanamo Bay (laughs) is in Miami. Biscayne Bay.
1: No. No, is Biscay. that in Australia?
0: No, Biscayne Bay is in Miami. That's the big oh. uh, the place Rick Ross hangs out. That's the place <laughs> we cruised through on that yacht.
1: Dude, that was so much fun. I was just thinking about that, that a few so days ago. Fun. That was so much fun. Yeah. Never going to ha- happen loan. again. <laughs> playing that stupid lonely island song i'm on a boat <laughs> on repeat <laughs> i hated that song
0: then i hate it now i've never oh. i've never once listened to that song and it is not riffraff to me
1: right that that whole trip was a good trip
0: that whole trip was a great trip speaking of um that trip interestingly
1: enough out of the blue by the way folks we're talking about jeff's bachelor party in miami
0: my bachelor party um was that 11, that was 2011, right? Or was that 12? That was 12. That was yeah. that long ago. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't remember if it was the year we got married or the year before. Um. Oh, I was in. God, I'm tired. I was in uh, when we were in Moab for for Christmas, and mm-hmm. I got a text from my mom that said, "Should I hold on to this for you or forward it along?" And it was from. None other than. You want to take a guess? Haven't talked what, to what him since it? since that day. It was a letter.
1: Conkle. correct.
0: Yeah, no idea what Fuckers. it is.
1: Hey Conkle, if you're happening to listen to this, you still owe me money, motherfucker. I haven't <laughs> forgotten.
0: I'm my guess is it is either some some form of money compensation because he mm-hmm. owes you, he owes he owes me a lot from that from that trip, um, or my. My gut is telling me that it is some sort of amends letter like he is. So wait, she recently received it. She received it over Christmas. Like it was it was I think it was post dated December 20th. And
1: yeah, dude, why did you have to read it to you?
0: Because I, I don't know what it is. I don't I don't it's none of her business.
1: Well, Probably I do mom be, is going to judge you at up, 40 five, years old.
0: It's five grand. And my mom's like, what the hell is there? Five? Oh, for a bunch of stuff that we did in Miami. <laughs> um, or rather, consequences did in Miami. Yeah. But, um,
1: he, no, that was my Not guess, a good trip for him.
0: Not a good trip for him. My guess is <laughs> he's went working. real south for him. <laughs> he's working the program. If I had to bet, but I don't know. That's my that's my prediction. So yeah. I'm anxious. I don't know when it's going to be here. The U.S. Postal Service well, dude, probably to, lost you, it. Like ninety percent of the Christmas cards that came my way.
1: Right. You're going to have to uh, um call me once you get that. I, I will. I am, I am intrigued and and anxiously awaiting what it says.
0: If there's money, I'll just keep it all.
1: Right. Maybe just throw me a little bit of cut <laughs> for, for my part. Throw me a little cut. <laughs> just throw me a little bit of cut. Just uh, a little cut. Um, yeah. yeah. But no, I, as far back to your, your initial question, no. I don't think anything's going to happen today. Hopefully today goes off without a hitch. It's, un, I won't say uneventful, but I mean uneventful in the sense that there's no craziness. And then we can fucking move on with our lives.
0: Dude, we can. We can't but everything, will just move on.
1: Trump is the first president since 1869, I think, or 86, something like that, maybe 1886, to not go to the inauguration of the incoming president.
0: He officially, like, I know he yeah, said he, that, but I, I yeah no, they, what they I,
1: I read, I read an article this morning that said like, yeah, he like gave some like you know, like leaving speech or whatever, and then got on Air Force One and is headed to Florida today, this morning. What a B. Mm Mm-hmm. What a panty waist. Yep. I'll be honest, though. I'm surprised he didn't try to um, pardon himself or anybody in his family or Giuliani.
0: That That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me.
1: Yeah.
0: He's, he's 75 years old. I think he's accountable for what he does. You're going to argue that. You're, yeah, I was going to say, you're gonna, well, I don't even know why I said that because yeah. uh, all I'm waiting for is, is he though? Does he? Is he?
1: No. I think you're even thinking that yourself internally. No. He said it and then you're like, but is he though? No. He is. Uh, age doesn't mean that you are more accountable. I think a lot of people probably are. Does it mean everyone is? No. I think.
0: Well, that's a running. generalization.
1: No, I agree, but just because I, but I don't think age is a reflection of your ability to take responsibility for anything that you do.
0: At present time, I think it absolutely is because I think the majority of seventy five year olds grew up in a time period in this world where you are accountable for actions and you hold yourself accountable. Whereas today's, <clears throat> I don't think that's the case. I,
1: oh yeah, I see it much of a much more of a problem today. Agreed. I think
0: seventy five year olds in. Thirty years are not going to be nearly as accountable as the generation before. That's ultimately what I meant. I think you're right. The age of a person certainly does not, but that generation I think is more accountable than
1: the yeah. current the current generation. Dude, speaking of our generation, so I was, <clears throat> I was driving home from the gym on Sunday, and there's just the 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 way I went home is runs down Piedmont Piedmont Ave or whatever, and so there's like these two big restaurants, like on the side of the road. And they have like these outdoor, you know, it's like that weird, like those outdoor, like enclosed environments for like, you can sit, sit outside and keep you out of the elements or whatever. But they have all this cool decoration. It kind of looks like Italy with like some of the plants and like vines they have up the side. It's pretty cool looking. I'm not kidding, Jeff. There had to have been 20 plus people out there waiting in line to get selfies in front of this thing. What was this thing? It's, it was just the, it was the exterior of some restaurant. I mean, granted, it's like nicely designed. It looks cool, but there was a line of people out there. And then like, there was like three sections. I sat at the stoplight and watched this. There's like three sections and people would stand up there and they would just be like, like they're on the fucking runway posing for selfies. I wanted to fucking throw a grenade in the goddamn middle of the
0: group. Have you never influenced? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Did you just ask me? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh man i <laughs> i don't i don't i have a like this just like uncontrollable hatred for the influencer lifestyle i hate them <laughs> I, don't, I just don't get it like it's hard like no and and the, here's the thing though and this is where it's getting bad like on dating apps and crap people actually put their profession as influencer.
0: Oh, totally oh yeah, Dude, do you I realize know per- the, I know the, a person like- that runs an influencing agency noble oh. no bullshit. No bullshit. this person <laughs> is sitting in the southwestern portion of the United States, running an influencing agency, helping people influence and coaching people <laughs> on how to be better influencers so.
1: Okay, I'm going to say some shit that's going to sound real fucking horrible and I'll probably regret in a year from now. But most, okay, here's here's my very, very negative perception of influencers is all you have to have is looks. That is it. <laughs> you have nothing else to bring Rocks to the table. checked. And I'm an influencer. <laughs> oh, I'm attractive. <laughs> Guys want to fuck me. I'm an influencer. Correct. Congratulations, sweetheart. Correct. Glad you're building some skills. Correct. It just it makes me so angry. And like, and then what? What's even worse now is I am so adamantly against any of that like whole side of social media. That if I see some influencer promote a product, I automatically decide at that second, I will never buy that product and I hope they go out of business.
0: Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you on that front. It's interesting because at the end of the day, they're not different than models, right? They're no different. They're not different than models, but it's, it's bled over into this social norm that makes it like that. That's, I think where my reaction, because I share a similar reaction, that's where mine mine, I think, stems from is it's more like there are people there are people that are actually aspiring to do this. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, uh you're this beautiful woman or this beautiful man. We're going to make you a model because mm-hmm. we think that you'll help sell our products and help sell our magazines, right? Mm-hmm. We'll we'll go ahead. There's TV. Now it's like there are people, there are people that shouldn't be influencing that are out <laughs> to your point of the 20 people standing and constantly trying to influence. Right. And that's, I think where like, I no that that's not, no, no. Mm-mm. And shame on you brands for giving these people some sort of platform to do that on because right. you are perpetuating the worthlessness of this society.
1: Well, and, and perpetuating this, this, this idea around like how important looks are, because I, I really believe this. I, and I, you know, I, I realize it's a very, very broad statement and I'm sure that there's influences out there that unfortunately maybe have that title that are actually doing some positive in the world. So, sure, sure, you they're know, are. They're, that they're less are. than 1% yeah. of them. Cool. But the rest of them, like I said, so, so and again, This sounds extremely sexist, but this is looks
0: really good in a pair of jeans or in those. You are an influencer because
1: people want to fuck you. Congrat! I mean, that is what you are bringing to the table. Right. Right. And so, and then, unfortunately,
0: they used to be called booty girls or whatever they're called. Right. Now they're influencers. Or, but,
1: (laughs) but (laughs) because it's like, and the, the the problem is most of them, you know, are like these very attractive women, and then they like have to like look at this cool fucking I don't know mustache cream remover but hold on I'm going to use it while I'm dancing around in a fucking scantily clad bikini with my fucking you know right labia hanging out it's like I don't explain this to me correct so it's just I don't it makes me so angry because it's just one I think okay we're just perpetuating this idea that your looks can carry you at some point, you know, unfortunately, the number of people that are in their 20s that look like that in their 40s have either one completely fallen off the rails and they look like a frickin' just disaster. What are you gonna do then? Because you haven't developed any skills, you've just rode your looks the entire time. Mm-hmm. I, I just it I don't know, maybe they're learning some some business. I think they're learning some business. I think the good ones are the Kylie Jenners and
0: whatnot who have turned it into a brand and blown up their entire, you know. And and I don't think that's uncommon. I mean, the number of people you see now that are that are YouTube YouTube famous or whatever and have a million followers and have been for two years and now they're parlaying it into, you know, five other channels
1: and yeah because they're providing content that's value that people like well, Like, if you're- I, I use a
0: youtube i use a youtube channel okay. I, I think there i think there are it's like that uh what's the it's not shithead steve what's the what's the group on instagram that uh started from the bottom now they're here
1: Started from the bottom <laughs> now we <we're> hear <here. laughs> Uh, uh, well, there's that one group that like has like Crispy Shorts and all those guys. Fuck Jerry. Uh, Fuck Jerry Fuck Media, yeah.
0: Yes. Like, I think that they, was that, just a dude that that has, was good at writing memes and jokes and influencing. And yeah, I think that whole company fell into, apart, though. Oh, did it really? With, I think oh, so. With the whole... Uh,
1: Fire shit. Yes. There's that. And then I think they, they there's a company... I say that. I'm not 100% sure because the guy that ran the Crispy Shorts account, I used to watch all of his videos and he was great, but... I don't see much from him anymore and I haven't heard, seen any posts. So I don't know if maybe that company has disbanded or maybe they've gone their own separate ways, but they were crushing it for a while. They were doing a ton of work with brands on social media.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, So, I mean, people, companies like, like, I don't think that's a really, I'm not going to say it's, it's common, but I don't think it's as uncommon as, as, as we think where, where, where these people are, these yeah these booty chicks these the photographers that's the other side you know the 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 photographers taking the picture of the pictures of these influencers Mm -hmm. uh they they're they're huge i don't know if you've Mm -hmm. ever looked through photographers on instagram but they're they're astronomical in size. Dude, anybody from, that
1: goes and buys a Canon DD, whatever right. is like, oh, I'm a photographer now.
0: Well, hmm. yeah. Right? And and then they go, they go find some, they find one girl who's into influencing and wants to take right. a bunch and it's of.
1: Right. Yeah. Take and a bunch of photos like, of herself
0: and her panties yeah. and all that and blow up her Instagram. And then all of a sudden this photographer now has 50,000 followers because he's taken photographs of influencer bikini chick. And now mm-hmm. he's this giant quote unquote photographer right and right. he's he's running he's running around I, I forget the name of the guy that i i used to follow because i i uh he actually had good photography and then it turned into one of these guys who was taking pictures of all these dames and now for fast forward like four years he's running around vegas popping like 15, 20 bottles of Dom every night. I mean, he makes he makes bank. He's got pictures of himself cruising as his Bentley, has this probably $10 million home in Malibu.
1: Jesus. He's
0: got he's got hundred thousand followers on Instagram. It's just that's what Instagram does for him, you know?
1: Man. Um, it's bonkers. I mean, at that point, I mean, again, like if you can turn it into a business and make that that's kind of money, dead. good on you. Yeah. But unfortunately, I feel like, you know he's one of the few and then again what got him there was essentially leveraging these women who want to make something of themselves and then them paying them you know god knows what to take these hoish pictures i just and again jesus i sound i and i realize there's probably 28 20 something year olds thinking it's like shut the fuck up dude like i want to see the pictures right i realize i want to be an influencer yeah right but I just, it, 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 it Go makes get a me job. Yeah. It makes me angry <laughs> to a degree. Cause it's just like, I don't understand this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, and then there's what's, I read a really interesting article last night. Do you, do you, uh, read pattern matching on medium?
1: No, I'm, I'm subscribed to medium, but I just usually like, you know, kind of just jump on there daily and just kind of take a look at what the, the like top stories are. I don't really dig into like certain channels or whatever. Okay,
0: Pattern matching is a yeah, channel or a collection or whatever it is. It's, it's right. awesome. Um, okay. But, uh, they had one, the, the, the article, it was from a few days ago. I just finally got around to reading it yesterday was entitled, um, I think it was titled something along the lines of the the cap. The, they stormed the Capitol and did it for the Graham or something like that. And it was this guy dissecting <laughs> and 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 the uh, evaluating the people that stormed the Capitol. And ha- he he went through this this huge um, kind of investigation of what took place there, and 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 determined that the vast majority of people like the BLM were peaceful protesters out there Mm -hmm. chanting, you know, doing their thing. A select few were the ones that actually breached the Capitol and ran in and were taking their pictures at Pelosi's desk and whatnot. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: he deduced that, or he hypothesized, I should say, not deduced that they were all doing it for social media content. They were doing oh, it God. because they recognized that it was going to elevate them in their conservative channels and their MAGA Trump supporting channels. And that he he was calling it like social, what was he calling it? Like content currency and stuff like that. And basically saying that that, 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 that is where for a lot of these people, these, these influencers, that's where they are. They see all of these really hyped up, really like dangerous, you know, really sexy, all of the content that they're pushing out there, it's currency ultimately. And these guys are, these guys were in in his hypothesis, I'm rambling now, but uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're ultimately generating uh, Instagram currency for The foreseeable future in order to continue to push their their MAGA movement. It wasn't it wasn't because they believed in X, Y or Z or because they supported Trump fully or it was because they have this movement behind them on Instagram
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because everybody thinks they're these righteous MAGA make America great fuckers. Mm -hmm. And so they were doing it solely as a means. So they have. 50 pictures that they can continue to post and continue to circulate and continue to prove their dedication to whatever. And it's just fucking cash. Jesus. And if that's Ugh. true, I've said it before a thousand times that is the demise of the United States of America and society yeah. as a whole, probably. Yeah. If that's where we are.
1: Yeah it's it's just funny to me too how how much it's changed like if you think back to like and again i realize social media and the rise of the internet has made this a reality but like think back even to like the 70s and 80s like people didn't want to share their personal lives with other people it was like something that you kept close to the to the vest, right like you didn't you didn't talk about the shit you were doing or whatever it almost sounded too braggadocious you didn't want people to perceive you as like oh you know so and so's out bragging about all the shit they're doing and now it's we can't freaking like wait to sh- you know post a freaking photo on social media about the shit that we, we was going on and that leads us back to the whole thing around like uh what is that there's a, ter- a term called it's called uh Jesus like it's not image manipulation but it's called like image crafting image crafting where this whole idea and there's like a ton of uh research on this too but image crafting is that thing where you you are essentially crafting this image of yourself on social media to to showcase this this best version of your life
0: mm-hmm.
1: when you know you also to you show know,
0: that you're living your best life
1: right exactly but what and that you did a thing, and, and then other people see that. And then it's like kind of this snowball effect where other people see it and like, well, so-and-so's life so much better than mine. And then they feel depressed and like, it, you know, which I understand. And the thing is, is you also, again, now being a little older and seeing how all of this works and kind of like, the psychology behind it, you start to see people that that's all they do. And you probably, you look at them and you're like, God, your life is fucking lonely and sad.
0: Totally, man. Totally. Like I, I've, I've always commended you, maybe not necessarily to your face, um, I don't know the last time I saw you post to Instagram. Um, Andy's another <laughs> person, you know. I, I yeah,
1: I've always, the last I, time I posted was that black square that we got yelled at for. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that got, was where we get I was like, I'm trying to do something supportive and I'm getting yelled at now. Fuck you, Instagram. So and I've just reported that sense.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I've always I, I've always commended you guys. Like I post I post more than I think the majority of my friends. Um
1: Yeah, but But, you have to do do a lot of like family stuff, which in my personal opinion, I appreciate because it's like, I wouldn't see that stuff otherwise. Right,
0: right. Like it's not self-serving
1: like shit. I don't
0: often post like, oh, I'm at this new restaurant trying this new thing. I don't often post like, oh, I'm hopping on my flight for blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm a traveler. I I, I don't. (laughs) Okay. Fucking cool. Hey, I've been on a plane before. Oh, this is your third one this week cool. I did that one time too. It was called for work. <laughs> right. Fucking try it sometime.
1: Right. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right though. I, I have a, uh, this weird thing where I convinced myself for whatever reason, a long time ago that wh- I don't give a fuck about what everybody else is doing. Why do I think they're going to give a fuck about what I'm doing? Right. Right. So, right. and qu- and quite frankly, the people that actually know what's going on in my life Are the people that i want to know what's going on in my life because i talk to them on a regular basis. outside of that i don't give a shit you know
0: yeah yeah i need to i'm gonna go back 20 days and make that my new year's resolution i did kind of (laughs) to a certain extent i told myself i wasn't going to post nearly as much um and certainly none of that braggadocious shit but you say like 70s and 80s and go back 10 years ago go back 15 years ago you remember posting on facebook like you would post some things, but the number of things you would put, I don't know how many times I would go through and curate my Facebook after a month and find pictures of like that people had posted of me out drinking beers and be like, no, 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 no. I'm taking that down. I'm taking that down. I'm mm-hmm. taking that. Down. I'm God, of age. That. That's I'm this. I'm that. Uh, th- there, there's an element of like privacy. There's an element of secrecy. I want my life to maintain. Yeah, I don't want it. You know, I don't want it all. I don't want it all over the place like that.
1: Right. Dude, my, speaking of Facebook, my Facebook page <laughs> still has a like like the big picture, the hero, whatever they call it, like, what, is it what do they call that? The big one?:
0: the, ti- the, the title or the band Yeah, I don't know,
1: whatever. Whatever. That one is a picture of me and my friend group in 2013, and my profile picture of, is me with hair. That's been a long time ago.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: <laughs> fuck Facebook.
0: <laughs> yeah. I haven't uh I haven't I don't know what mine is. I haven't
1: oh, I never on, get on it anymore. I just no, absolutely I, refuse.
0: I'm on Messenger a lot just because we've got like family chats and things in Messenger. Yeah, so I'm that got, makes I've got sense. the Messenger app, but I don't uh yeah, the Facebook the Facebook app. I I, yep. I made the mistake. I got off it in late fifteen during the uh primaries. I made the mistake of getting on it during the (laughs) primaries
1: last year. Not a good idea. And it
0: was because (laughs) every once in a while, my dad will be like, I sent you something on Facebook and I have to go, you know, oh, oh, messenger. And he'll go, no, I couldn't figure out how to send it in messenger. So I just posted it to your (laughs) wall or whatever. Uh And, and. Sorry, Dad, but ninety nine point nine percent of the time, I don't go look at it. And this time, he's uh-huh. like, "You really need to go look at this one." So I, I was like, "Okay, I'll go look at it." So I went in, and the first thing I see is some ridiculously outlandish comment about one of the primary candidates on the Democratic side being just mm-hmm. this, 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 this child of 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 whatever. Just this perfect. And I just, I saw it, and I'm, I, my blood started kind of boiling, and I'm like, yo, oh, there's so many better candidates over on that side than this one, uh, mm-hmm. and I started to type, and I put send, and the next thing I know, I had 25 comments coming back at me from people I don't even know. All this right. person's friend who had made this comment, and I'm thinking, what the fuck is the point of this place? Yeah. This place, it's just a cesspool. This is where people go to die. Right. It's a cesspool. Yeah. It's, it's awful. It's garbage. It's, it's junk. I don't know a single solitary good thing about it. Yeah.
1: Dude. It's so funny that we're actually talking about this. I, uh, you know, i I think I've mentioned it to you in the past, but like Mark Manson does this thing like this weekly, um, like weekly email or whatever. And I'm a big fan of him, but yeah, you anyway, he, yesterday, or Monday rather, hold on, let me go find it. But it was, it was a really interesting article about like the people that are online spewing all this hatred shit, like the numbers he provided from some research. I was, it was intriguing. I couldn't believe it. Hold on real quick, Mark. Let's see here. Here we go. So, uh, he says... Um, Another reason we are more cynical online comes down to the old saying, one bad apple spoils the whole barrel. Data scientists at Stanford recently found that 74% of the conflicts on Reddit were instigated by only 1% of its users. That's insane. And then here's another one. Um, It plays out in the real world. Research finds that 1% of people are convicted of 63% of the violent crimes and 3% of doctors are responsible for um, roughly half of other medical malpractices. So it's just the whole point here is the whole thing is like we continue to think that this world is this cesspool of shit and fucking hatred and garbage. Right. Yet it's 1% of people like on just Reddit alone causing – 74% of the problems that we're reading on there all of the the hate speech and the vitriol and all of that it's just
0: Yeah. That's reassuring, but that doesn't yeah. I would love mean to see that, the Pete,
1: why are people jumping in and like participating? Well, that's what
0: I was going to say. I would love to see the like because my point isn't necessarily that the world is shit because I'm in wholehearted agreement, agreement with that and you and I have even talked about how how mm-hmm. the majority of people I think are 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 good, right? Um but the Facebook world is vastly different than the regular world. And that 1% is responsible for, I would love to see how much a breakdown of how much of Facebook is shit compared to how much of Facebook is actually like meaningful conversations. People talking about loved ones passing, people talking about their children, Mm -hmm. people talking about the, you know, like good uh, camaraderie and, 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 and friendship versus Mm -hmm. just the, the, Constant vitriol and and crap that is is spewing all over that you know right because I think that one percent causes quite a stir if right. if if my Facebook at least when I was on it is any indicator yeah I mean that was sixty yeah. percent of seventy percent of what I saw was shit
1: so right well the way he explains it he says it's called the exposure effect and so he like like boiled it down to simple numbers but he's like imagine if one out of one, every hundred people you meet was a raging asshole. Well, back in the, you know, eighties, nineties before the internet, like you maybe only ran in and like interacted with, you know, a hundred, probably even less than that per day. Mm -hmm. Well, now you get online and look at like how many people you, even if you're not necessarily like there's an interaction taking place, but you're reading a post of theirs, you know? You're exposed to hundreds of people, if not thousands of people a day, depending on how much time you spend on social media. So, of right. course, you're going to run into a lot more raging assholes and then stuff that just makes your blood boil. Yeah. So, I don't know. I found that interesting. But, yeah. Um, To put a bow in this, fuck influencers. Kill yourself. And moving forward.
0: And social media, probably. Oh, that's that's right. Let's talk about that. Speaking of social media. Um, Okay, go ahead. Are you familiar with locals? Locals Locals.com? I hate the name because it sounds, there used to be some sort of like pornographic website or something like that called locals.com, I feel like. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: is that like, is that not a dating app?
0: (laughs) Maybe it was dating app, whatever, but um, it's Dave Rubin's new social network and it's it's pretty legit. Um, It hasn't hit, you know, mass appeal or, or, critical mass or whatever that term is yet so it's not Mm -hmm. it's not huge but um it's awesome and and he has proven and shown exactly what the facebook and the twitters of the world need to be in order to rid the at least for the most part rid their platform of that one percent and that is charge money it's basically facebook and you can follow the people that you want to follow. So I follow mm-hmm. like Tulsi Gabbard and Megan Kelly, and they create these communities, which, which mm-hmm. is kind of their locality, right? That's why it's called okay. Locals.com. And you can follow them all you want. You can read everything that is posted within that community, but you cannot actually contribute or post unless you subscribe to their platform for okay. whatever amount of money it is. At that point in time, now you can contribute, and what he has found in the two and a half years he's doing, he's been doing it. Uh, the the language, all of that, is it pales in comparison to the Twitters, the Facebooks, and whatnot. Because people, when they're paying money, don't feel like poking the bear. They're there to actually have like legitimate conversations and to uh-huh. post legitimate content and to to have thoughtful discussions and things. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a legit little platform. I want to actually, you don't have to charge money if you don't want to, you can create your own community and you can make it open to everybody, but okay. the, the, the guidelines, all that, you know, you have to, you have to abide by legal things and all that. So it, um, you can kick anybody out at any point in time. That's the other piece, right? He calls it, yeah, it's your, your locality so like the creators or you like
1: of that of a can kick people out.
0: Right. So if all of a sudden I'm like, Mike, you're being a dickhead. I don't like it whether you're paying or not. Bye-bye. And I can boot you out.
1: That's nice. It gives right? it. So now it's taking a lot of this like control away from the actual platforms themselves and giving them to the creators themselves so that's a really good idea because it takes this it kind of pulls the message away from you know do these social media platforms have too much control yep. and it gives the control to the actual users themselves. That's kind of a cool idea.
0: Yeah. Free speech and capitalism at its finest, right? I mean, if, yeah. if all of a sudden I booted everybody out and everybody's like, Jeff, dude, you're you're being too big a dictator. I'm out of here. Now everybody starts leaving on their own accord, accord. They don't support me. And then it's like, oh, well, oh I must have screwed up with, with something I was doing, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's got a lot of really neat elements. I want to make one for the for the fam dang um, and, and friends and whatnot. But I have a feeling it'll be tough to again because it hasn't hit critical mass. It'll be tough to get people to shift their yeah. their normal habits.
1: Yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah, this whole social media thing, too, is so funny to me. It's just like with, you know, booting Trump and then, you know, I read an article and I didn't get into it far enough. I ended up having to jump on a call, but where did you read or happen to see this headline where, um, Jack Dorsey was consi- like maybe rethinking the decision to kick a trunk off. And he was mm-hmm. like, well, oh, maybe that might, might've been a bad idea. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happens. I don't know how this moves forward. It's I think I said this in our last podcast is I don't, I don't disagree with their decision to do it because I think they have the right to do it. It's not, it's no different than if you walked into a restaurant and took a dump on their floor, they can kick you out. It's a private business, right? I mean, yes, it's probably owned. I understand that, but I mean, it's, and we're fine with those rules and expect them or consider them the norm. But I don't know. I, I don't know why it's become such a free speech issue when you couldn't walk into any, like any store, any think of any place and start yelling racial, like racist shit and not be booted out of that store immediately. So you're just now doing it from home inside of,
0: you would be booted off Twitter for doing that too. If you were right, that's what I'm saying. So it's like,
1: I mean, I understand that it's that what's happening on Twitter, especially with Trump is a little bit, more in the weeds as far as like, did he or did he not say something to incite violence right. to the Capitol? Right.
0: So, Legally legal incitement. I I've I've read a number of lawyers, you know, that have talked about how oh, on both sides, both sides. Megan Kelly just had two people on, both lawyers, um, and and both of them said unequivocally, there's no legal grounds for. He did not legally incite anything. Legal incitement is like, hey, get your guns. Let's meet up here. We're going to shoot up this. We're going to he merely said we're going to go protest this. We're going to go be heard. We're going to go congregate over here. There there was nothing like there were.
1: Yeah, I think you, the one word that like he kept using that bothered people was fight, right? wasn't that the thing the whole thing we're going to fight we got to fight this or yes. whatever yes
0: which which one of the lawyers said if you want to go back through the history of every presidential speech mm-hmm. every single solitary one of them should be impeached for incitement Barack Obama in multiple speeches said we have to fight for our rights we have to fight for yeah, our right to be we got this. to fight we for our right we have to, to party correct like um you know the yeah i don't yeah. know i don't know i don't know Um, I think you're right. Legally, the private company has the right to do that. Legally, the private company has the right to, if, if, if you're shitting in the middle of the restaurant floor, you're getting kicked out. That's the way it is. Um, practically though, you know, you could sit there and talk about all of the things that, that he said and the stealing the election, this, that, and the other, it was, was probably one of the more innocuous things Mm -hmm. he said so i think it's just kind of a it's an interesting time it's it's again and my whole my whole point is like we're the the that side that group that those forty thousand people or whatever that were there like the Mm -hmm. ones that stormed whether they were doing it for the gram or not they're already heated enough right right that side for four years has been dealing with a huge portion of mainstream media calling them everything under the sun. They had mm-hmm. a presidential candidate in Hillary Clinton call them deplorables, right? Like that. the, the right side has been dealing with some shit for, for four years uh, coming from, from – it's not just President Trump, you know? Because they support him, they are also assholes and – People have not been shy about calling them that, so they're bo- they're they're already in a pretty heated spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where th- that's where the argument is. Like when they're that heated, him sitting there saying it was stolen and whatnot, that's poking the bear. That's inciting violence. But he's not inciting violence. He's literally just using words that you interpret in one way or another, and and that could be construed as inciting violence or whatever. But my point with regard to the banning from from Twitter thing is just just terrible time. I mean, terrible timing on on Dorsey's part. If you're gonna do it, you should have done it two months or two years ago when he was when he was saying things far worse. If you're gonna do mm-hmm. it, I, not right now. Not when everything is this hot and this heated and this like that. Yeah. That to me is just a recipe for the water boiling over and 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 it getting even more out of hand.
1: So, and again, this is. Probably my, my odd, not odd, my simplistic views of the world we live in. But what also surprised me is how like riled up we've gotten over this. It's we're whining about what social platform can kick people off. It's like, does it matter? Like I don't, to me, it's like, if you don't like what Twitter did, don't use Twitter. Yeah. That's the best way you can get back at them. Shut your account down. Yeah. I and they think see the- a freaking mass, you know, exodus from their platform because they did it. That's really the only way outside of that. You being on Twitter, bitching about what Twitter is doing doesn't affect Twitter. They don't right. care.
0: Right. And but it's I just like,
1: the- there's other platforms out there. Go use those. There's not. But it's just like it, the reason, like, for example, the reason I don't use Facebook is because what Facebook turned into. Correct it's now just this cesspool of false information and opinions that I didn't ask for. So right. I don't participate. Right. Same thing with like Instagram, you know, like if I see an Instagram like crap or like an influencer or whatever, come across my screen, like if I follow them, the second I feel like they're being now an influencer, I unfollow them immediately. Cause I'm like, you know, and, and try to put a some kind of fucked up spell on them. But then you know, I don't also go through the, that screen where you get to just see a bunch of like the random shit of people you don't follow. What's it mm-hmm. called? Like the explore tab or whatever. Yeah. I never look at that. The only thing I pay attention to on that's Instagram is the tab. people that I follow. Really?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Oh, I never use it. And, and then the people I follow and that's it. So it's like, I actually get to see the stuff that I care about. And if it gets over the top, I just unfollow them or block them or, or, you know, mute them or silence them or what the fuck it's called. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, People have forgotten that you have the right to not use the thing that makes you angry. If you don't want to, you don't have to use it like this. That's why with right. Twitter, I feel like i get on there every once in a while. Cause I think there's some of the comedians that I follow are hilarious, but outside of that, I'm never on Twitter because it's again, a platform for people to provide an opinion that I never even wanted.
0: I think there are two, I, I think you're right. I think you're, I think you're right. Fundamentally. And, and I'm one of those people Albeit not as strong as you are in in that category of of I'm gonna I'm gonna piece out. Although I I am in in other places. Like I I still tell the story today about this sandwich shop in San Francisco that I would I went to every single solitary Tuesday and Wednesday because they. Had no, these. you
1: told this on the podcast. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, and then mm-hmm. it was like, well, fuck you if I can't mm-hmm. remove the cheese from it. I'm never coming back here. I don't, I've never gone right. back. <laughs> I'm that type of person. I will boycott something very quickly. Um, well, not very quickly, but if it, if it hits me, hits me right. Um, right. I think this is a little bit different though, because it is so far reaching. It does have its hands and everything. And if you compare it to like, it is now the de facto news source for a lot of media outlets like the, you mm-hmm. know, CNN, Fox news, NBC, they're all watching their Twitter feeds for breaking Mm -hmm. news and then they are turning and reporting it right Mm -hmm. the problem is you could sit there and watch the news but nobody can trust the news today right right and
1: so or some people have a blind trust for the news which is also terrifying
0: correct um and so in in one way it's like it's the only dare i say it but but semi- trustworthy and legitimate news source out there because it's actually people's accounts of what's taking place
1: coming from them directly
0: coming from them directly right Mm -hmm. and if you're following the right people then you're getting all of that news and so so it would be one thing if you could sit there and say like okay you have the opportunity to just turn off cnn you don't like cnn don't watch cnn watch something else you can't really watch anything else when it comes to twitter like Facebook isn't the same as Twitter. Twitter isn't the same as Facebook. YouTube is different than both of them. Like they are monopolies in their own sort of way. And and I Indeed. think Rogan brought up the analogy of comparing them to a utility company or like a, a cell phone service, like mm-hmm. cell phone ser- providers can't shut down what I say because, because that's a, their public utility and, and B it's freedom of speech. But even if they did, if, if, if Verizon tomorrow Shut me down. And said you, I would go to AT and T or T Mobile. Mm-hmm. There's at least somewhere else that I can go, but right. they are regulated the same way. The the social media is not, you know, as of right now. And mm-hmm. I think that's where it has to go. I think it either has to do something like Ruben, where you're now paying for and and it's and it's governed by people within it, because that seems I haven't seen a better alternative yet. Yeah. Um, or it's like it's like a public utility where where no, you, you you are now owned and operated by you could be a privately traded, you know, like like Excel Energy or whatever. But the service you provide is regulated by the government. And that's it. You can't right. you can't do anything about it because because you can't you can't pick and choose who you're going to who you're going to boot off based off of based off of what they say and what they do just at whatever time you want, because you you like or dislike it.
1: Right. Yeah. And then, then the thing is, if you now, if all of a sudden you regulate this, the government, now that gets a little dicey too, because now we're giving the government the freedom to regulate, you know, that's, you know, has a a bit of a Chinese feel to it. Correct. Correct. So, but, you know, I read an article yesterday that this, I thought this interesting is, you know, the one piece, like the really kind of the last frontier as far as unregulated free speech is podcasting. And so you see a lot of these people that have been, you know, with parlor going down and stuff like you see a lot of people jumping on the podcast train to be able to say whatever they want. But then again, just like what Spotify does, like they don't let Alex Jones crap on Spotify and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're still going to do it. Eventually it will be regulated again, no different than I think social media. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see, like, or it will be rather interesting to see what happens moving forward. Like, just like anything, I, I, I truly believe, I know that Facebook's still crushing it, but Facebook has become the social platform for the late adopters the people who came in way late you know if you look at like social like when i hear about what's going on in facebook never do my friends talk about like oh so and so did it on facebook every once in a while i'll I'll hear a comment about something that someone read on there but it's generally my aunts uncles parents you know they're you know it's the like in like probably the freaking um the,
0: uh, the the lower age challenged,
1: the lower age challenged folks, <laughs> like the Gen Xers and and below.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Facebook's old news.
1: Yeah, yeah. And but out. then so so again, I think the same thing will happen. I think played. with. <laughs> I mean, and, but then so and then you, Oh, that's Kramer. <laughs> that's who it is. Okay. <laughs> but then look at like, and then the same thing happens for like you and I we're in this thing where like Instagram and Twitter are probably our biggest social platforms but then you know now the younger generations they're in TikTok and what's the other one? With the little Ghost? Snapchat, Snapchat. Which I never got on that. I thought that thing was stupid. Um but and I'm sure, again, there was going there's going to be the next generation after that, where a new social platform comes up and all of a sudden Instagram and Twitter will be. Oh, that's what old people use. No one uses that anymore. Right. So it's, but it's, it's still cyclical. it
0: still has such a huge. And I think that'll always be that. I mean, Facebook is always
1: going to have always going to be around.
0: There's well, no way you get two billion people, three billion people to exit a platform.
1: Yeah, yeah. I exactly. I think. I mean, not, j- not, like, in, I, not in a. Not but in look a what quick happened to MySpace. Yeah, you know, yeah, MySpace was massive. Millions. Everybody though. was on MySpace. Millions, not billions. But then the thing is, is something newer and better came along, and slowly and surely, people just left you know by the way tentacles
0: in everything
1: I know that they really do now
0: like an establishment it's an institution you know yeah
1: because there's a lot of stuff Facebook's not going do or Facebook is doing that has nothing to do with the platform itself yeah so yeah Zuckerberg has found a way to you know use his money and influence for a variety of things he's OG Um, influencer oh god Uh, the do you remember when Justin Timberlake bought myspace I wonder what he was thinking when he Vaguely? did that.
0: I don't know. Oh, and then like rebranded it and all that. Is that, yeah, was, was that I, a part of that?
1: Yeah. That was a massive failure. But, um, oh man, I wish, you know what? I don't have, I have zero recollection of what my MySpace page looked like. I wish I could go back and see it.
0: Oh, I can see
1: it. Oh, I, I don't. I have no idea. It was yeah, just, just uh, remember how much of a fucking mess that thing oh, was. Because everybody could like skin their own page. You'd have music and freaking so much shit going on. It was it a was disaster. Just
0: noise. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Ugh. Tom. Um, Yo, everybody
1: yeah. was friends with Tom. Yeah. But yeah, man. Ah, oh. So All right. 926. Nope. That'll be yep. good. We kept this one short, we just did. under 55 minutes.
0: Happy Inauguration Day.
1: Happy Inauguration Day.
0: Our predictions were that no war will break out as of now. Oh, really? that's what I was going to say before we close okay. out. Um, have you – we were talking about World War II the other day. Have you ever – I'll see if I can find the article uh, that I was reading mm-hmm. the other day. that The parallels and the – I'm not saying that this is the road that we're heading down or this is <laughs> –
1: Are you going to try to, to define the parallels of Trump and Hitler?
0: No, it is eerily oh. – uh, It is very eerie the the sequence of events and time of events leading up to Nazi Germany's reign compared to um, things that have happened over the last like six to nine months, like like burning of books in the street and the Bibles and this and that. And um people being kicked off of of this platform or whatever for saying mm-hmm. something you know defunding the police like this sequence of 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 different things was is almost in lockstep of of how nazi germany um more or less grabbed hold of of society over there and and yeah. put them into their their little box it's
1: weird. yeah yeah i told you i've been like i haven't gone back to it for a while because it's kind of a tough read but there's a book called um the rise of the third reich Yes. And it and it, and it basically is the most accurate historical representation of like Hitler's entire life. But it starts when he's a kid all the way through like, you know, his rise, you know, leading the Nazi party or whatever. And what a lot of people don't realize is Hitler was not what he ended up at his fever pitch was when he was in full power. He always had some pretty outlandish ways of thinking and some ways of approaching government, but the amount of backstabbing and political sabotage and stuff for the years leading up to him, well, to the Nazi party being the ruler of Germany was insane. Like the stuff that was happening, but he wasn't always that crazy. It started out like, like how a lot of people feel. I think about Donald Trump is he's different he's bringing a different way of thinking to the government he wants to do things in a different way and then it just got out of hand now i'm not saying that's what trump would have done but i'm also not saying that's not what he would have not done (laughs) but (laughs) but the thing is is it's it's weird like when you you read this book because i'm i'm to the the books freaking forever like the audio book i think i told you was like a 60 hour read it's so long And I'm only probably like 26 hours into this thing, but I'm like to the point where he's his, like really the rise to power is starting. And it's insane to just, you know, one of the things that he did so well was be able to get out and speak. And he would go like, people would put him up and he would speak for two hours to crowds and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, in that reading this is like a couple of weeks ago I was reading it. And so I went and found a video on YouTube of like some of Hitler's speeches prior to him, like becoming the leader of the Nazi party and then being in power. And like when he was dude, it's two different dudes. Really? This guy was like charismatic and freaking well-spoken And the, like when you see him as he's like the I mean, he got a little excited on all of them, but you go back and look at this. He's like screaming and his hair's all over the freaking place. He looks like a fucking raving lunatic, but Yeah. I would love to read that article to actually see some of those connections and what happened. Cause I'm so intrigued. I think we touched on this last time or the last podcast is seeing some of the craziness that happened around the Capitol and stuff. Granted it was on a substantially smaller scale, but then after reading that book that, you know, I just got done reading it's, it's amazing. Like what happens and how people can be convinced that in certain times of conflict, what they're doing can somehow be explained away as acceptable and okay. Yeah. Cause that the book that we're referring to is this book called the painted bird. And it is by far the most brutal read that I've ever, I mean, I've never read anything so fucking disturbing in my life. And it was, and the thing, and we, what we talked about is the fact that people thought what they were doing was okay because it was, in wartime things were bad these people were poor and they just treated humans like they weren't humans i mean then look what happened in concentration camps specifically i mean how, how could my my mental hump that i've Rabbit never up. been able to like really understood <laughs> is like how do fucking how do how do people treat another human being like that and like think it's okay but anyway ooh,
0: there you oh go. yeah mm. there you go that's that's a wrap folks we're gonna that's take a it wrap, out but dumb. anyway
1: so, All yeah, right. send me that article, please.
0: I will. Love you, brother. I got to I jump on this man. call.
1: All right. Take care. Bases. Bases.
0: And that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen, for this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Please don't forget to download and subscribe to InExpert Opinions in your favorite podcast app. And uh, it would be doing us a huge favor if you gave us a five-star rating. That helps us grow. Growing's good. Everything needs to grow, including InExpert Opinions. We're trying to blow this thing up, y'all. So, uh, yeah, rate us. We love you. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. Shut up, shut up and okay. sit down. Okay. down. down.